Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode number 70. God, I feel like 69 just came and went. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. We have the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dickalicious himself, Richard Garcia. Welcome, everyone. Man, I am I'm having a hangover from episode 69. Who would it? And also joining us, joining the crew. <laughs> uh, we got a very special guest this week. You know him. You love him. He is a Sean, the good brother, Brotherton. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome uh, aboard, hello, man. everybody. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Round two. I'm, I'm back again. Let's do this. You know, um, it, it, you have to be a very special guest to be reinvited back, and you're definitely in that club. Hey, um, I appreciate we've that. We've been wanting you back for a while now. Yeah, schedules haven't worked out. Um, I mean, we're missing Byron again this week. Who? Again. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, but we're back. We're going to make the best of it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Uh, we're available on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Wherever you can find your i, where you can find your iPods, wherever you can find your downloads, wherever you can download your, wherever you download your podcast from, we're probably available. Though we're even we're even on Spotify. We're everywhere, and you know what? If you Pornhub, especially on Pornhub, and if you listen to to us on your iPod, no big deal, man. We appreciate all the love. I mean, the iPod is still a is still a thing. Are they really? Yeah, I was they, just about to ask that question. Like they still make them. They're still in existence. Well, because you know. Five-year-olds need iPods. That's now. true. Yeah. The mom, dad probably don't want to throw down money for a full-on iPhone. You give them the iPod, and then there we go. They happy, got something. They're happy. happy medium. Yeah, and they got a babysitter now. <laughs> With that said, let's give it up to our sponsor this week, LaPalia.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling market wrestling merchandise, God, I had some coffee, and now my mouth just doesn't want to move as fast as my brain is going. <laughs> If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelia.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over and you'll get 20% off your entire order. A lot of cool stuff going up. They just released an NWA 10 pounds of gold lapel pin that is just, it looks awesome. So definitely go check that out because supplies are limited. Act now. Exclusive, exclusive. San Diego Comic Con exclusive. I know, I feel like that makes it go fast. Sell, sell more. You sound like a carny when you say that, dude. It makes it sell faster, I think. You say limited or numbered or and it makes it exclusive, yeah. that shit's just going to fly off the shelves. It gets me every single time. Um, all right. And, you know, got to give some self-promo love here. Also go to our... God damn it. This is... Also go to our website, putmeover.com, for all of your Put Me Over merchandise needs. Type in our promo code FLACID for 15% off your entire order. Beautiful. It, <laughs> See, the thing is, <laughs> let's not change that promo code, dude. <laughs> you got to keep it. Well, we had a soft opening for the for the web store. Okay. And then we never changed the promo code. So now it's just flaccid. I mean, why I, would you? It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. It screams, put me over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank you. That's what we were going for. Um, how are you guys doing? What's what's going on? Any, anything going on with when you guys' lives in your neck of the woods? Oh, my God, dude. I... <laughs> I thought I would. I thought I would never say this, but I am glad that we are. That I'm taking a break from wrestling for now. This past week, this past weekend especially, has been wrestling overload. I mean, friend. yeah, there's there's been a lot, and it's all coming from all different directions. But come August, 
or come uh, October. Come October, we are in August. trouble. We That's are in true. so much trouble. It's gonna be really scary. Um, what were you gonna say, Dick? That is, yeah. I mean, like, I thought that I thought this was pretty gnarly. Right now, you're right. We'll come October, come at the beginning of October. It is gonna get ins- it's gonna get intense. This is the calm before the storm. We think that there's a lot going on. It's only gonna get crazier. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna fuck up our whole schedule that we have because we like to put our shows out on Friday. Well, guess what? Smackdown was like, fuck the Put Me Over podcast. Mm-hmm. We're putting our show out on Friday. So now it's just going to, it's gonna, I don't know how, what we're going to do, but we're going to figure it out, I hope. Um, if we, at least we can get through Raw and AEW because that's going to be over by Wednesday. Yeah. And now NXT, that's going to be on FS1 now going for two forward. hours. Two hours on FS1. We, you heard it here first last week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Probably more gentlemen than our ladies. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. It's wrestling. The, lady, the, the two ladies that are listening to this podcast. Yes. Hi, Elena. Yeah. Uh, hi, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, um, you know, yeah, a lot of wrestling coming up. Sean, uh, what, do you, what what's going on in your world? Man, um, you're watching a ton of wrestling. I was just in Denver this last weekend. SummerSlam was going on. NXT was going on. And like, I was on, I was on a trip. <laughs> Had no time to catch up. So it was almost like. I was watching Raw in the airport. <laughs> oh, I was just, try, just trying to keep up with everything. Like, is, there was just too much going on. That's dedication. It, and it helps pass time. And it, it yeah, definitely yeah, helps true. pass time. There's just, there's no time. I can't do and watch anything live. Like, there's just sitting down for Raw at 8, SmackDown and stuff like that. It never happens. So I like bunching them all together. So come like Tuesday or Wednesday morning. Exactly, just knock, knock it all out. Knock it all out, and yeah. like you have to dedicate a day to get through it all. I don't know what's gonna happen when SmackDown goes to Fridays. Like, there's times where I get behind. Usually after like Mania season, I don't watch shit for like three weeks. Right, because that's I, usually like a wrestling overload. Absolutely, and it's just kind of like my brain has to shut down. I just can't do it no more. So uh, I've been maintaining a solid schedule, trying to keep up with wrestling. Because even though it's been Shitty in so many different aspects. I still love it, and there has been good stuff, especially with the New Japan stuff going on, WWE, AEW, all this. Sh- like, there's a lot yeah. good going on that I want to stay in, in tune with and I want to pay attention to. Ain't nobody got time for that. How do we do it? Like, uh, WWE is kind of like, uh, we, we've come up with a lot of analogies, but it's also like gambling because you're like, oh, man, I've been losing so many hands, but yes. I, this next one's going to hit. And when it hits... It feels amazing because you're like, holy Bray shit, Wyatt. like Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam, <laughs> which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but before we get into our fallout, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks, dirty news. Take it away, dick. That was a perfect setup. That was a great segue, by I the way. Like that. I'm always. professional. He is, he is a pro. He's been doing it for 69 plus one now. 70 episodes. 70 well, episodes. We'll see a, how this one goes. Let's, let's not. See. I like just the 69 plus one. Like, it's not yeah. the 70th episode. I, don't want, I, I refuse <laughs> to call it 70. Let's just call it 69 plus one or two. And then we'll add, yeah. Then we'll just add to it, dude. Yeah. 69 chapter two, yeah. We should have yeah. been doing that the whole time. <laughs> 69 there you minus go. eight. I think we're starting something right now, buddy. I don't know math, though, so I don't know how long it's going to last. Well, um... You know, t- right now, just a few minutes before we went on, uh, we did f- find some um, very disturbing news regarding Vampiro. Uh, yeah. He did release on his uh, Facebook page that he has suffered from Alzheimer's disease. Um, if if you uh, have him on Facebook or have Facebook, go to his Facebook page. He posted a quick two-minute video on there, and um, I'm not going to lie. It was 
Um, definitely a tear. It could be a tearjerker. I mean, uh, it was a very sad video. Um, you could tell like he was about ready to burst out, break down into tears. He was crying. He was crying, right? Yeah, he was actually crying. Um, it was really sad to see Vampiro like that. But um, you know, hopefully he fights through this. Um, he he seems um, he seems pretty optimistic about it. Um, also, at the same time, realistic as well, knowing what um, the fate of of having Alzheimer's can do to someone. But yeah, more more um, love, nothing but love for Vampiro. You know that guy's gone through a lot, um, and you know hopefully he, he he fights this battle. What do you guys think of uh, the announcement that he made? That was was heartbreaking. I just got chills rethinking about it right now. I just watched it a few minutes ago before we went live, and it was just you can see the pain in his eyes, the stuff that he's got to go through, and this is a that's that's a lifetime sentence that he just got given right there. And, exactly, and to post the video the way that he posted it, talking to his fans and to people just in general, because he said himself he needed somebody to talk to, so he's posting that video. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking, and to know that we've spent so many years being entertained by this guy, and uh, life is going to s hopefully slowly but drastically change for him here on out. Yeah, he um, he was a big influence to a lot of people. You know, he came up from Mexico. Um, he still he still works. Um, he was doing commentary for Lucha Underground for a, for a while. He had a couple matches there, and you know, just I know Chich is like our, we have a friend named Chich, and shout he, out to Chich. It's his favorite wrestler. Um, and I don't know anyone personally that's gone through Alzheimer's, uh, but I can see the it was almost fear. Like, yeah. But you absolutely, know, he looked. He's he sounded optimistic, but he knows he's he's fucked. Um, Definitely, it's, it's it's a really fucked up situation. He's so young to be having to to go through through this, and you know he doesn't like the way the medicine feels. And for a lot of people, like they don't like what medicine does. To them Understandable, or, you yeah. Know, even like people that have to go through chemotherapy, like sometimes the drug that that's supposed to make them feel better is going to make them feel worse. There's always going to be like these weird side effects. Yeah, so it's it's really sad to to hear that Vampiro is going through this, but we're with you, Vampiro. We love you. All my love. Um, yeah, and you so know, sad. You have all the fan support. Absolutely. And, you know, keep positive, man. The guy is barely fifty two, and he's already suffering through Alzheimer's. That's just that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how you bum us out every single week. <laughs> Hey. You give us the saddest story first, and then we. I, but I like it though, you know. We go up on this roller coaster, we come back down. Um, I fuck up the entire intro, you know. <laughs> we just we do. We have a we have a. Uh, see, I'm I'm fucking up now. We have bullet points that we need to hit. Andrew fucks up. Dick makes everyone sad. Andrew fucks up again, and then we keep going. And then Dick botches toward the end. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a Dick botch. There's got to be a botch here and there. We luckily have a guest that can help ring it all in because. Uh, Sean's actually very knowledgeable as wrestling goes, Absolutely. so you're going to want to listen to his input as well. I mean, it's all personal input. I don't claim anything's right, but, uh, yeah. I'm putting you over, brother. Thanks. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, thank you. Selfishly, I, I can't accept it, but <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Paige, um, she hasn't been seen on TV this week, and we, now we know why. Um, she actually just had her, uh, sec her second operation on her neck. Oh damn! Yeah, dude. So she's uh, she's going to be out of, get off, out of TV for a good while or so. She is. Uh, she's also. She's very young too, and she's already, She's went through her second neck surgery. Yeah, the, for uh, for someone so young to be having all these neck issues is, you know, it's it shows you that like, you know, the people that entertain us, there's a price to pay sometimes. Abs absolutely. Definitely. Paige and Vampire are perfect examples of, um, you know, literally what what these uh, what the wrestlers put their bodies through, you know, and. It's it's it may, it may it may to a lot of people it may seem um, I don't want to use the word fake, 
um, but it's it is not real to them. But the d- injuries and the damage that they suffer indeed is real. Like you now know? you know why that that guy was crying when he was talking to Terry Funk because literally we're so appreciative for everything you put through <laughs> your body. Uh, but in all seriousness, a seriousness, we we definitely are appreciative of you know everything that these guys and girls go through. Absolutely, because if you pay attention to the business long enough, you know that that it's not a permanent thing, and you can fall in love with someone where five years later they're no longer around because they physically can't do it anymore. Absolutely. So to be able to get to these people that go 10, 15 years or something like that, like those are special breeds yeah. that get to go out there and entertain us year after year, and especially on a WWE schedule specifically. They're running, what, 300-plus days a year or so? Oh, yeah. And, like, it, that's just – that's a lot to put your body through, too much to put your body through. Especially when the product's not that good. Especially, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Okay, now that, now that we got the the the, the bum and stuff off, out of the way, um, Good. let's go ahead and talk about uh, the G one. That was uh, one Ooh. of the many things that happened this past weekend. Um, and you know, for the past couple of weeks, we've been following up on the G one. Um, there have been some amazing matches throughout this tournament, and uh, this past weekend was no exception. Um, Saturday Saturday you had the A block finale, where um, two matches. I mean, really three matches. I want to say I want to pick out. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Kenta. That was a really good match. Um, that was a really good match between the two. Kenta, I've said before, you know, people have uh, shitted on Kenta, especially the New Japan faithful have shitted on Kenta. Because he's a Noah guy. He's a, Mainly he's a Noah guy. And, and he's a WWE guy. Th- mm-hmm. That too as well. And But um, honestly, though, for him being in the tournament, he, he didn't really he didn't embarrass himself at all. I thought he did very well. Um, granted, it's not the Kenta before or the Kenta of old you're not going to get that um the age and the mileage is uh, is up on him you can tell like he is not the same as before but for him being where he's at at this point of his career he i thought he did very well um well osprey defe- uh, defeated hiroshi tanahashi that's that's another favorite match of mine um man will osprey what, what a uh, tournament he had dude. what a tournament he's had and this guy is ready to be a heavyweight this guy's ready to be a main eventer dude i have he has improved so much in if you notice through a lot of his matches, he's not the he's not the he's not the high flyer that he was. He's still he can still go, but he's incorporated a lot of uh, a lot of offense, a lot of ground offense, a lot of almost regular wrestling into his arsenal. There's definitely a lot of psychology that he's implementing into his matches now. Absolutely, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with not completely changing up his style, but adding different elements into a style like groundwork because that makes his his high f- we know he could fly yeah absolutely. now show me you can you can do something it says a lot when he's able to pull out you know a great match from bad luck folly you know what i mean like, <laughs> that does right. say a lot <laughs> and you know and and you can never have a bad match with hiroshi tanahashi uh and um it, that just those two in the ring were, were were magical that was another great match but to me, I think the highlight of the weekend has is uh, Kota Ibushi and Kazuchika Okada. That, I mean, come on! Wow, I, I, this is John Cena and Randy Orton. And and to think, um, and to think, you know, this the, the match we saw on Saturday. This is probably not even going to be what's going to happen. Um, I'm I'm, a little, I'm going a little ahead of myself, but. Wow, dude. I mean, I can't even describe it in words. Uh, if you get a chance to watch that match, go ahead and go out, do yourself a favor and watch that match. Um, real quick, B-Block, J.Y. JY did defeat uh, Tetsuya Naido. Takagi versus Goto. Uh, you can never get an, another person who, we, who I, we don't talk enough about is Shingo Takagi. That guy is insane. Um, that guy, 
is uh, that guy's that guy's just I can't even describe in words either. Like this tournament, it brought out like the best in a lot of people yes. that might have been under the radar. Absolutely. Um, and then you know, I kind of predicted it. Juice Robinson beats John Moxley, got his You're win right. back after losing the because uh, John Moxley was in the hunt to to win the B block, and Juice Robinson was like, "No, you took my title." Fuck you and the B block. Hell yeah! I have nothing to I have nothing to gain from losing. He's like, he was mathematically eliminated from the tournament, but just to stick it to John Moxley and uh, prevent him from advancing, uh, Juice stuck stuck it to the man. That's excellent. Right, and the last three matches of the B of the B block, it could have been anyone's. It could have been really anyone because you had a four way tie for first place. But um, you see how Juice played spoiler to Moxley and Takagi played spoiler to Goto. The final match, Jay White and Tutsi Naido, whoever won that match was going to advance. And uh, Jay White won, um, and he was he, he went on to uh, to go to the final against uh, Kota Ibushi. I'll say this, though. The final between Ibushi and Jay White, oh, my God. For those that doubted Jay White, watch this match, and you'll, be, you'll become a fan. You'll become a fan of Jay White because the match itself was phenomenal. Jay White can go. It's a lot of the it's a lot of WWE influenced style that was in the match, and Jay White could play a perfect heel. He plays a very very good heel. Like the fans love to hate him. Yeah, um, he's easily hateable. Yes, I look at his face and I want to smack him. Like <laughs> exactly. he's really he's he's great at that. Like go start a metalcore band, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Kota Bushi is your 2019 uh, G1 winner, and he's going to go on to the Tokyo Dome to main event, and whoever is going to be the IWGP champion, um, it, it might be Okada, and if that's Okada, then we might we might get a rematch of the of the finale. And didn't we say that on this very podcast? Yes, you you might be able to see a, a preview of what's to come. Um, and the scary thing about it, though, is for that that Okada um, the Okada Ibushi match. I don't think they've shown us. Everything that they can do. Oh, they probably held back. They for sure, held, they held back. So, if you thought that was a phenomenal match, wait until the wait until um, the the Tokyo Dome show, and then we'll see what they're truly capable of. Um, and props to you, man. I mean, I know you picked Osprey to win, but your backup was Ibushi, and you technically guessed the whole G one. I mean, ideally, I was really hoping Will Osprey would win because, I mean, this was his. This, in my opinion, this was his year. He won. He won the Battle of the Super Juniors. He's moving his way up to the heavyweight division. He's ready to be a main eventer. What better way than to show yourself that you're ready than by winning the G1? Yeah. But going with uh, Cody Bushi is not a bad is not a bad pick, and uh, that's going to be a phenomenal match. And uh, real quick, another note I want to mention about the, um, the G1 finale. Um, we have a new member of Bullet Club. Oh, I. I'm interested. And uh, the, a six-way tag between um, Balak Fale, Tamatanga, Tengaloa against um, Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Kenta. Um, it was a quick match. Um, Kenta refused. Ba- Kenta basically did a uh, did the Sid did the Sid uh, Justice moment where uh, they, he was going to go for the tag. Ishii was going to go for the tag, but Kenta jumped off the apron, a la Sid. Ah. And um, started started attacking Ishii. Helped uh, Bullet Club get their win. And we got our new member with uh, Kenta. And you know what? I thought that was brilliant because the fans were shitting all over Kenta. And he didn't really get a chance to be a, be a face. And he figured, you know what? If you're going to boo me, I'm going to give you a reason to boo me. I'm That's gonna... so smart. And I thought that was brilliant booking right there by, uh, by Ghetto. And adding a new member to Bullet Club. 
I mean, it, it's an ex WWE guy. You know, you could say that, but I think it worked perfectly. Uh, and, and honestly, Kenta does need. I think he needed. I think he needs something like this. And another thing about that is, after that happened, um, Shibata comes out, and Shibata's about ready to beat this guy up, but gets gets outnumbered by by um by Kenta. Are we going to see a Shibata versus Kenta match? I mean, is Shibata going to be cleared? These are a lot of questions that are coming into um, after the after the G1. So just because it's a, the tournament's over, there's still a long ways to go, you know. And that's what's awesome about New Japan, which I you know I've been following it a little bit closer now. Um, they they do such a good job at future booking things. Isn't uh, it crazy? Like you can actually leave people excited and want to see something more. Absolutely. It, in 2019, I thought it was a lost concept. Um, especially with the WWE program, uh, yeah. And this is long-term booking. This is long-term storyline that, that that's that's being done correctly. You can still do long-term storyline in this day and age. Absolutely, it's very. I mean, look especially at, for the people that love to watch wrestling. Yes, which is the majority of the New Japan fan base here in America are the people that want to see the wrestling, not so much of characters and stories. So it's perfect when you get me excited. For the tournament, get me excited to keep watching the tournament and then set everyone up leading into Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, we're still talking, what, four months away from January? Four months away. And you've already, you can roll right into Wrestle Kingdom right now and have an amazing card, but they're going to do some amazing things in between here and there to to get get you on your toes, the edge of the seat. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited just hearing you guys talk about it right now because, yeah, there's so much more that's going to be told. And the fact that, like, the tournament itself is a, is a way to get other stories started um, yeah. and not just be like, okay, well, Ibushi's a winner, and now we're just going to focus on that main event. No, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to build this tree. We're going to pluck all these apples off the tree on the way down. Right. Um, I, I, I Color me impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and we don't have to wait till, till January because, I mean, the, the fallout from the G1, it's leading up to, um, to what's going to happen on, on August 31st. Uh, New Japan is actually going to have a show. Oh, damn, going head-to-head with All Out? Yes. So a- a- August 31st is going to be a very busy day, gentlemen. Yeah, um, sure will be. That's crazy. Yeah, so New Japan, uh, it's they, their, their show is Royal Quest, and that is going to be in London, England. So that's going to be in London. Damn. Um, the UK is going to be a very busy... Um, it's going to be very busy during that weekend because you have, uh, obviously, oh, the New shit. Japan show in London... And then NXT UK, I think it's going to be in Cardiff, Cardiff. I believe. So, um, you're so talking three shows in a weekend in one three shows, one, three shows in one day. In one day. Ain't nobody got time for in that. In a region, in one tiny little region. Yeah. Plus, well, I mean, plus all outs happening and everything else. Yeah. Right? Well, the oh, two no. New Japan and NXT UK in England, in, uh, in in Britain, and then uh, Double or Nothing in Chicago. Okay, so it's just the so three. Okay. You, so it's kind of spread out a that's little a bit, but that's a lot, dude. Yeah. That's that's a lot of we're, good. We're wrestling. gonna have a lot of work, boys. What do you choose? Yes. What do you choose to watch first? You've got those three lined up. You know. What do you click play on? I, I gotta go all out first. I gotta. It really depends. Like, I mean, if if I make an effort, my my thing is like, if I can get up early enough, I'll watch, I'll watch, um, I'll watch, I'll watch New Japan and then go into uh in, into NXT UK. And then hopefully by then, you know, I'm, I'm ready for double or nothing. I'm not all burned out. <laughs> all I know is it's going to be a very, very busy day. That's yeah. crazy. Let I'm me just give you the card real quick as far as um, the New Japan show, because this does play into uh, the G1. Okada is going to face uh, Suzuki. Suzuki pinned Okada during the six-man uh, six tag match on, um, on Monday. 
Wait, it wasn't just a six man tag where it, nothing matters and it doesn't nothing happens from it. <laughs> it's a six man six man tag match that has consequences. It has, a, has consequences. A story. Did you know? It's, yes. It's not just three random guys thrown into the bunch. No. Wow. Okay. It, Suzuki beat Okada. <laughs> no, do you don't fucking pinned whoa. him, and now he's gra- he's granted a title shot. He's gonna he's gonna get that title shot in um in London. And then we got uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defending his British Heavyweight Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii against Kenta. Ken- you know Ishii was going to want revenge after Kenta uh, stabbed him in the back. Oh, dude. Yeah. And he, I w- would not want to be on the bad side of Ishii. Oh, no. I would not either. Um, Naito and Sonata versus JY and Chase Owens. Will Ospreay, uh, Robbie Eagles versus Ishimori and El Fantasmo. Uh, so basically, it's going to be a, a very good card that um, that uh, New Japan's going to have. That's pretty stacked right there. That's pretty that's good. That's pretty fun. So that's insane. And then, uh, as I mentioned, you got NXT UK as well, and then uh, Double or Nothing all in the same day. So this is, yeah, August 31st is definitely going to be a very busy day, gentlemen. A lot of boys are going to be working. That's nuts. I mean, that's 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 ultimately it's good for us fans. What a world uh, we live in, right? <laughs> Just going off. The uh, the Cardiff card that I'm looking at for NXT UK. I mean, Walter and Tyler Bate. Are you goddamn kidding me yeah. for the United States King, United Kingdom Championship? Like that that match alone is going to get me to watch this show. Definitely. Um, and then Tony Storm, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? We Absolutely, man. So um, NXT. Um, let's get into let's get into Takeover. What do you guys think of Takeover? You know, after being spoiled with the G1, um, it was really hard to for NXT to cu- to, to uh, follow that. I thought it was an okay takeover. It didn't like light the world on fire. Probably one of the weaker takeovers I've seen in a while. But right. It was still a good show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree with you on that. And it wasn't a bad card. It wasn't a bad show. I just uh, it was just the fact that you just we just had the G1 that spoiled us and, it, and it, honestly it spoiled SummerSlam for me as well and I and I and to tell you the truth I knew that was going to happen <laughs> but um, it's just there was just so much wrestling in the short period of time that we had to watch between um, when we recorded last week to now that was a lot of that was I know I, I watched a lot of wrestling within that time frame so everything was almost kind of blurring in I know main I know the SummerSlam stuff was blurred in and yeah. the NXT stuff you know it was Good. I mean, the EO Candice match I thought was probably the. I, w- I want to say that was probably the best match for me on the card. That um, some a lot of people were saying the 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 main event. Yeah, the what, main event was definitely more entertaining because you know the final fall was a cage match which basically had weapons all around it and yeah. barbed wire. Like that's going to be exciting to see. Um, Shock factor alone. Exactly. Let me ask you guys this: Should they have? Should they have just done the cage match instead? Instead of making it a two out of three falls match, if you were gonna have it built up to that point, if this was supposed to be the end all be all, and you're gonna have these guys go battle to the death, it should have probably just started up with that because you could have built up to it. Other than what was it? It was the day of they announced it, or yeah, because it was you yeah. can't hide a cage. Yeah, <laughs> without no. people being like, "What's that up there?" Exactly. So you announce it the day of, and what. Was that like a last minute, like, hey, let's get people to tune in? Or was that a plan that they were rolling into? Because if you would have told me maybe four days before that or even a couple days before that, I may have stayed around to watch it live because that would have been absolutely insane to see. But a two out three falls match, third falls up to Regal to decide kind of had me lost 
Well, especially the way that WWE has been doing so many two out of three falls matches. Yes. Uh, it kind of killed this two out of three falls match for me. True. Um, as far as like being excited and yeah, it should have been just announced. Just say it. It's going to be a, a cage match. But I guess the carny side of it is like, oh, we got to get them intrigued and get them, you know, we got to bring the people in with something that they have to watch. Yep. You're going to have to watch live if you want to see yeah, what the third fall is going to be. That's kind of like dropping like a Elimination Chamber match secretly at the end of a show, though. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, why yeah. wouldn't you right. want people just to know? Reveal the, just reveal it, you know. There's no point in hiding an elephant underneath a blanket, dude. I mean, everyone knows it's an elephant. And especially if you you were going to take, you're talking, the wrestling world is talking about TV 14 at this point, right? So leaving kind of the PG behind uh, in a sense. So now going to NXT, you could have grabbed onto those people and said, hey, we're going to wrap weapons all over this cage. You might want to tune in to watch this. Yeah, it's not just going to be any cage match. It's going to be a, what did what did they call uh, A barbed wire steel cage. I mean, Basic. I, they didn't really give it a name. No, but they. What was it? Uh, Jericho and uh, Moxley. They had a match, right? Or was it Mox? Oh, it was not Jericho Moxley? It was um, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar, where they had just shit on the oh, cage. No, that was that was Jericho and uh, Ambrose. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting my my matches confused. <laughs> yeah. Still fucking up. But and another thing about that is, I think it took a lot a lot away from the first two out of three falls match they had at uh at Takeover uh New Orleans. Which was superior. Which was to me was a superior match. And why would you repeat that concept again? That to me I never I didn't understand why they did that. They should have just I mean, they should have just done the cage match to me if they were gonna be, be be all the be all end all, just have the cage match and then go from there. Um but what do you do now with Johnny Gargano? What oh, you, you have him chase our truth now for that twenty four seven title. That makes sense. That's <laughs> what you do. The twelve time champion. Call him up and you have him do nothing and, you know, be a lackey to, um, you know, trying to get that 24-7 title. You know what, though? Illustrious. You know yeah. what, though? As long as as long as long R-Truth gets to 69 reigns, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm guessing he's going for 247 reigns. Oh. At, at least. At least. Bare minimum 247. Ba- I mean, it, at this rate. <laughs> We're just getting started here. <laughs> oh, What's he God. actually at now? 11. Oh, that's uh, double digits for stupid. sure. It's double digits for sure. Yeah, but I, he lost it like twice on Raw, and got it back. Jeez, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought NXT was a was an okay show. Um, I'm surprised that Cameron Grimes didn't win the former um, ACH. No, 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 ACH won. Uh, Cameron Grimes. Oh, I'm sorry, Trevor is, Lee. Uh, Trevor Lee. Trevor yes, Lee. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I that was my pick to win. Uh, but yeah, ACH. Is now Jordan Miles, who they call him Smiling Jordan Miles, um, and his gimmick is he smiles, a la Apollo Creed. Sounds Apollo like Cruz, a Apollo Smiley Cruz Kylie now. Yeah, Smiley Kylie. Yeah, um, Bobby I, Lashley. I hate when it's like how 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 are people gonna like him if he doesn't stop smiling? Yeah. Um, I I don't like that at all. Um, and then the Street Profits retain the NXT Tech Championships, what? which was weird <laughs> for me. I thought it was a Shoeing undisputed yeah. era, we're at least going to win the tag titles, um, and yeah, so they can go back to Raw and talking in the back. For, they haven't had a match on the the main roster this whole time. That's true. Called up. I I feel like they got brought in so early that they had no idea what to do with them, and they've just put them in skit after skit after skit after skit. It's actually getting Angelo Dawkins over. Um, in my eyes, I I think he's 
I think he has a personality now. Like on Raw, he was like hungover. And yeah, right. I thought him and Montez had like some some. They have great chemistry, but as far as like, dude, let me see them wrestle now. Like you, this is enough. Yeah, it's been months. Yeah. Um, and then um, other than that, the Velveteen Dream Pete Dunne Roderick Strong match was uh, it was a good match. Uh, Velveteen Dream retained and. I mean, those are the matches you should probably go Shane, see. Shane and Mia, I mean, by far was the weakest match on the card. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't believe Mia was going to win. No, no one really did, and it's just, um, I mean, it, it's more so to shows you how dominant Shayna is. I mean, and and this is how I look at it: if you're able to put the Street Profits and put them over to the main roster, do you think it's time for Shayna to go to the main roster as well? With the title, you can do it with the title. I mean, because. I mean, yeah, the Street Profits—they're they're the tag champs, and they're and they're pretty much on Raw. So, why not, right? Yeah, maybe we see a Horsewoman versus uh, Horsewoman match at Survivor Series. Maybe they call her up then. You know, um, Survivor Series is not going to be for a couple months. I mean, a lot could happen in the next few months. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely possible. I think she would be a great addition to the women's main roster roster. But the women need something. They they need more believable characters that I'm like, okay, they're going to get in the ring and do something. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's gotten a a little, uh, washed since the, the whole uh, evolution pay-per-view and all that stuff. I can pinpoint it to the women's tag titles is when it started going downhill. What a joke that's been. Yeah. They got over it pretty quick. Um, I mean, we'll get into what happened on Raw in a little bit, Mm -hmm. but that's one person, Mm -hmm. um, that, what are they going to do after that? I mean, they can probably stretch that for a while. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. What else happened on on uh, SummerSlam, Dick? Well, I mean, before we get into SummerSlam, um, during the uh, during the takeover uh, event, they did pan into the crowd, and we were able to see um, some of the new signees. Um, and two among them that I do want to point out is um, Austin Theory, who is the Evolve and WWN champion. And um, another person who we're more familiar with is Santana Garrett. Um, good on her, man. Good on her. You know, she's uh, she was uh, last time I saw her was at the May Young Classic. Yeah, she actually had a pretty good May Young Classic, um, and I I was pretty much con- convinced she was going to be going to AEW. You would have thought, yeah, and um, I'm surprised. She's w- like a hot young talent, literally and figuratively. Yes, um, she's like a really good person to have. I think she. Wasn't she in NXT at one point? And they dropped her. She was. She was in there as a enhancement talent, and then she was also there for the Mae Young as well. So she was there in and out a few times, and then she was also in Impact as well. So she's she's been around. She was the Wow Women of Wrestling yes. um, champion as well before she uh, lost it to Tessa Blanchard. Uh, but that that's I mean those are two great signings. I don't know too much about Austin Theory. Love Santana Gare. I've seen her wrestle a few times, and she's she's awesome. So yeah. So um, and there's one thing that WWE definitely needs, and that is they definitely need a uh, female talent. Um, you know, uh, having her in NXT, you know, that can open up, um, for for as I said, it could open up, it could open up Shane to come to the main roster because at this point, I feel like the main roster they need female talent. They need them bad. And not just female bodies to be in a women's match, yeah. but female talent, yes. like or talented. Yeah, <laughs> they need they need some women that can go in there and go do some stuff and make us believe again. We, it was on such a good roll. They had they all the so fans. Good. We were all bought in. Literally every single one of us was so excited for the women's revolution and evolution, and then 
I mean, even even Here we are. Becky has cooled down so much since main eventing WrestleMania. She hasn't. She doesn't have that same fire. She's that hit, she had she's before. hit the pinnacle. She's got nothing to chase. Like well, she does not. Well, they're really pushing her and Seth Rollins to be boyfriend girlfriend. And yeah, like, and that really just kind of. I think I think that's where the turn probably like probably apexed mm-hmm. as far as like people not really caring. Like about as far Becky. as her peak popularity, yeah. yeah. I don't think the fans have completely turned on her yet. No, she was super over. But yeah. she was definitely nowhere as she was back in uh, back at the beginning of the year. Um, now, granted, a lot of it had to do with Ronda. True. A lot of it had to do with Ronda. Now that she's not there, um, you know, they didn't do her any favors by putting her with Lacey Evans. For forever. Forever, for it <laughs> seemed like. I mean, it seemed like, and then uh, a little bit with Charlotte, but mainly Lacey Evans, they, they really did either of them any favors with that with that feud. Lacey and Baron, where the hell have they been? Yeah, I have no idea. Which I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm fine with it. Both but. of those right. things are, are okay. Like, Lacey was just unimpressive. Corbin's, Corbin. That's, <laughs> change the channel. That's the best way to describe <laughs> Baron Corbin. Oh, Corby. Oh, Corb. Um, but yeah, SummerSlam I thought was a really good show. I thought it was very strong. Um, some of the, I mean, obviously we're going to be talking about the fiend Bray Wyatt absolutely uh, beating Finn Balor, and he should have in a really quick match. Um, For me, I think the best thing about the, the SummerSlam was the fact that it that the main card went on for three and a half hours. It ended at seven thirty p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, it wasn't like a 20-hour show, which is what they feel like they need to put on every single time they put yeah. on a big pay-per-view. Yes. Um, even, even for the B pay-per-view, sometimes they, they, run, they, they do run past 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Um, for this one, they, they stopped at 7.30, which I thought, which I was surprised, but I was very glad that they did because they didn't need to go on any longer than they needed to. I think it's because um, Vince McMahon was too busy rewriting. He's like, all right, we're going to be short, but whatever. <laughs> and, but Vince, we're not going to be short. We're going to be rendered right on. No, we need to be 12 hours, damn it. We need 12. <laughs> they fancied more. God damn it. It's still like SummerSlam still had that two hour pre show as well, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, the pre show is just something else. Like they need to reformat that entire thing. Because you can miss it and it's fine. It is unwatchable. It, it unwatchable. is. And I feel bad for the talent. Um, you know, uh, Drew Gulak and Orny Lorcan had a pretty good match. They too, had a, they had the a decent match to start off the show. Um, Buddy Murphy, you know, Buddy, if you, if you especially if you're having Buddy Murphy show up more on Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. the one thing you want to do is you want to highlight him more, and having him on the pre-show for a few minutes that's not that's not highlighting him. No, no. Oh, yeah. We'll get into what happened to him on uh, SmackDown, but definitely. Um, I thought that was okay. I thought that him having a having a short match that got broken up uh, by Rowan made sense because stitches get snitches get stitches. <laughs> they do. Um, and fuck you, you're not gonna have this match because you ratted me out, you little rata. Um, so I was actually fine with with that because um, now we're building. Now now we're going somewhere, and I think they understand that they have a. F- big future star on their hands in, in Buddy Murphy, which awful name. Come on. We, awful yeah. name. Vince, great you, change, talent. you change everybody's name. Why not this one? Uh, what is going to just Murphy? Just make a Murphy. Again. Just Murphy would would be that way better. It's well, many times better than Buddy Murphy. I can't take a guy named Buddy seriously. No. And I mean, if you're going to call him Murphy, he can come out like Robocop. Like there's a whole thing <laughs> if they can do. The uh, Australian Robocop? <laughs> the Australian Robocop. Murphy. Oh, that'd be awesome. Drop it. Um, he can just shoot everyone in the dick, you know. Drop it, mate. <laughs> Drop it, mate. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, that yeah, the pre-show they that's a whole thing that they got to work on. Um, but let's get back to the show. I mean, Dolph Ziggler got crushed by Goldberg. Yeah. Um, in a very um, very memeable moment at the end after he lost, he kept asking for more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll uh, uh, what what's that uh. What's that movie where he gets his arm chopped off? He's like, oh, that's just a flesh wound. And then, like, he keeps wanting to keep fighting until he's eventually a stump. And he's like, oh, I can still fight. I can still fight uh, Monty Python. Okay. <laughs> uh, very Monty Python of Ziggler uh, to the point where he said that was just a flesh wound. Um, and, yeah, it was very memeable, the fact that he kept asking Goldberg for more. And He's laying down on the mat going, you'll never keep me down. You'll never keep <laughs> yeah. me down. It's like you're not even up yet. What what I find weird is they put that match so early. Yeah, that, yeah, it was I, a weird match. It was a weird match to be already. put in. I mean, because the because the show kicked off with Becky and Natalia, which I which I get. You want to start off hot. It was that, a good match, and it was it was fine. But then right after that, going into Goldberg and and Dolph. I mean, Goldberg is a very high name. I wouldn't have put him that low on the card, especially if it's like a two minute squash match. I mean, I I. That was just too weird of a placement for me. That definitely could have been a, like a popcorn match, like halfway, three quarters of the way through, yeah. let everyone go get their snacks and use the restroom and stuff like that. Yeah, like Almost, but red like red vines. Yeah, I feel like they replaced it for that was the cool off match. That was the cool you off from the fir- opening match. Opening match, and I felt like that was misplaced. That was too soon. Misplaced, big time. And and not only that, like I think it took it, it took a little bit off of the next match as well because. Um, I don't think a lot of the fans were into AJ and Ricochet as they should. They should have absolutely been to that match. That was a good match too. That was a good match yeah. too. But I just, it just like it was just a weird placement to have that match right after, uh, right after uh, Goldberg and Ziggler. I love that as soon as Goldberg's music ends, his music ended. He was right back like, <laughs> it kicked off like I don't know. It was very funny. We couldn't stop laughing here. <laughs> um, Kevin Owens is not gonna quit wwe he beats uh shane mcmahon and uh i think in my opinion match of the night goes to charlotte flair and trish stratus um, absolutely they, i'd agree they went for almost 17 minutes i was shocked absolutely shocked and i was saying prior to watching that match i was like oh watching trish previously since like her recent return right yeah like watching her i was like oh she looked really good but having her, her in a singles match given time with Charlotte, like, it could have proven that she wasn't that good. Could have easily exposed her. Absolutely. And uh, they went out and did stuff. She, um, you know, she may not be as young as she was back in the day, but you couldn't really tell by how she performed in the ring that no. night. She put on her working shoes on. She could still go with most of the most of the girls on this roster. And I feel like if they had a little bit more time together, there were a few points where their timing was just off. And that's probably because they really haven't done anything together. Yeah. Right. Timing was off. There was a few little things that, Maybe that a little rust. Almost unnoticeable. But other than that, like, oh, that great, great. I would go back and rewatch it. Did just to in, like re enjoy it, just remember what two women going out there could really be like. Put that on a top list over the past two or three, five years. Oh, absolutely, of yeah. great women's matches. Um, and she took a gnarly bump as well. She, um, she landed the big boot to the outside, the big huh? boot to the outside where she landed back first. Charlotte's uh, got the best big boot, yeah, in all of the women, maybe some of the men. Uh, but yeah, that, that was kind of scary because she looked like she was trying to grab something and she couldn't grab anything, she just went back first, right through the rock right through the ropes yeah um and it says a lot uh, what 
Yeah, luckily she was okay. You know, that could have been much worse than what it looked like. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that she lost to the figure eight. Yeah. I thought that that was a great way to put Charlotte over, put the move over, uh, especially because they, they were battling for so long. Um, it had to end that way, I feel like. Definitely. Um, and then the bullshit moment of the night, Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton lose in a double count out. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was chanting bullshit. Um, that, you don't want to end that way. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna send the feud out for a couple more months, but at a at a major pay per view for the world yes. title, you're gonna end in a double count out. What a joke! Unacceptable. And it's not like the first time they've done this before. Um, they've they've done this before, especially for the WWE Championship, where it ended in a no contest and the fans were not happy. You know, give Kofi the win at least, or you know, I. Have Randy attack him with a chair for the Randy DQ attack or something. After, yeah, you know? you know, not a double count. I mean, granted, you don't you don't see double counts anymore, but it just it was just the way they did it. It just didn't make sense. And not only that, like when the ref counted at ten, it was a pretty fast count. Yeah, I didn't realize he was counting. No, I honestly didn't either until it ended, and I was like, it it made no sense. Yes, yes. everything from the the Orton with Kofi's family to the count out to like there was the ending. The last twenty five percent of the match was. Yeah, I feel like there strange. was they it was didn't really, really strange. focus on the fact that he was taunting the kids. Yes. I feel like they were the, I didn't know whose whose kids are those. Yeah. I was just like as a random family they keep focusing on. <laughs> um but yeah, the you know little we find out that, that that was Kofi's family that Randy was taunting, you know. Yeah. Um and I hope that they weren't around for when the 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 fiend came out because he came out with a severed Bray Wyatt head. Unbelievable. Uh, this is the I loved it. This is the part of the show that everyone was talking about. Yes. Um, stole the show. Absolutely one hundred percent. Stole the show. This is what they've been building up for for months now with this Firefly Funhouse. The remix of the song, the intro, Beautiful. like everything was just so cool, man. And then the fact that um, WWE on their YouTube channel uploaded the full entrance for like an hour, took it down, and then edited it so the head isn't isn't seen at all. How many times do you think that video got flagged before they ended up having to do that? Oh, dude! How many terrified little children were like, "Nope, flag." Yeah, I mean, especially (laughs) when I can't even be seen on throwing up on YouTube anymore. (laughs) Uh, This probably got flagged pretty quickly. Let alone carrying a lantern (laughs) hat. Absolutely. Uh, But it was so creepy. Tom Savini, um, who's been a part of so many horror movies, some of our favorite horror movies, he's the one that's he's he he um, he designed the uh, the mask that. What's his name? War uh, Rowan War the uh, the goat with like the, oh. the gas mask. Oh, yes. okay. He designed that one. He designed the the Bray Wyatt fiend mask, okay. and he now designed this head lantern. Which I hope it wasn't just like this is because Bray Wyatt's dead. Yeah, kind of showing that off. I hope that is going to be a thing that he comes out with every single time. Yeah, the head, the dreads tied up to yeah. use as a handle. I was like, sweet touch. That the, was just uh, so good. That was amazing. The eyes sewn shut, which yes. didn't really show until they got a close up on it. Um, the fiend, I love the fiend so much. Um, even though I'm terrified of him, definitely. Um, and he sends I, the kids in my house running. Oh, really? No joke. Like good. He just that's, that's, it's perfect. It's perfect because when was the last time? That if if you're going towards a younger audience, when was the last time that there was a character that made you want to turn away? That made you go, "Ooh, that's kind of creepy." Baron Corbin. 
Well, okay, in a different way. <laughs> in a different way. In a different way. Like, as in, oh, I'm scared, not, oh, my God, he's still in that suit. <laughs> like, um, oh, but, my God, he's not waiting tables. But if, if, <laughs> if you're in a, in a kid's era, you need someone believable that you want to hate so bad that you can't even look at it, but you want someone that to go terrified. whoop his ass. Yeah. You want someone to go f- fuck him up yeah. to get the revenge because you're scared of him. And I think... And to have, to have him destroy Balor worked perfectly. There exactly. was no other, op- there was no other way to do it. Yeah, who doesn't... Who does not like like Balor? Whatever. Yeah. Everyone fucking loves, Everyone loves Balor. Balor. Absolutely. So he was, it was a perfect thing. It made with all the, of us sad but happy all at the same time. With the mandible claw, no less. Yes, it was perfect. Um, and then, you know, we're future booking here, but we, get, we can finally see the demon versus the fiend. And oh. I, I think that's going to be a great payoff. Um, I didn't even think about that up until right now, and God, that's amazing. That's true. The fiend basically shit all over the demon. The demon Absolutely. was cool, yeah, but the fiend is just terrifying. Um, and that I think that's going to be, and I think the demon never loses, and I think the fiend would be the one to finally end that. He might in. Uh, he might be to end that streak. Um, and Bray is having a great time playing the character. You can tell he's enjoying it. This oh, is, yeah. He, he's had a lot of his input into this character. He really wants to make this character succeed. And it has the potential to be probably one of the, the top uh, one of the top characters in the company if oh. they do it correctly. As long as they keep dedicating the time to that character and giving him those 30 to 60 second promo spots and stuff like that to, to keep him intriguing and to push his creepiness. Yeah, and... Do you guys agree with them not having a word mentioned of him on Raw or SmackDown this week? I loved it. Yes. Keep it. We know he's there. We don't need to, like, overexpose him. Yeah. Um, I think it's logical. Now, I did want to see him. I wanted the follow-up. But if I got to wait till King of the Ring to to get a follow-up, that would be sweet. Yeah. Um, Great things going on there. Um, I'm giddy. I'm giddy thinking about it. Best thing going for WWE in my book. Oh, and they right now, and they've smartened up. They're selling the gloves. They're selling the masks. There's people that are in the crowd dressed up as the fiend. I'm like, oh my god, that's scary. I don't I, want to. See I'm, I'm waiting for that Bray Jim shirt to to get ready. Oh yeah. Well, they're selling the puppets now too. Are they? Oh yes. yes. Uh, Rabbit. You know, they they got them all. Okay. Um, so very smart on them, uh, marketing wise. And then we got Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar. Um, it was a good. It was a good match. I was surprised. I thought Seth Rollins dug himself into a hole um, after that promo on Raw. I thought so too. But you know what though? Um, what though? This was a great. This was. I think this should have been the match that they had at WrestleMania. This should have been like the match that they went with easily. And it delivered. It was a great match. Um, Seth is. I mean, it, it, at first Seth was being booed. I mean, if you notice in the beginning, he was oh. he was being booed in the beginning hard, hard. But then as the match progressed, um, you could see you could tell the fans. You know they. They, they were finally behind him, and it showed. And no low blow. Seth won clean. Clean as a whistle. Yeah. Um, and that goes to show how good Seth Rollins is. He turned the crowd that was against him in Bizarro Land. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of the match, they were cheering for him. And that's what you want to have if, if you're going to be a top guy, if you're going to be the champion. 
Um, and you're going to be someone that, you know, maybe fans are kind of tired of. The fact that you can go out there, put on a great match, get that sympathy, yes. get that heat back. And I think now, you know, we can go forward with Seth Rollins. We can stop worrying about how how he's not booked right and blah, blah, blah. Right. This is their chance to be like, okay, we know that we almost ruined him. Yeah. We got the fans back. Now let's proceed. Um, and we'll see where, where he goes from here. I was absolutely shocked by that match. Uh, n- not a big Lesnar fan at all. I I have never been a big Lesnar fan. Uh, everything he's done as of recently has just been him going out and destroying people and being the beast. The, I feel like this match, out of all his recent matches, which I know that there aren't that many to choose yeah. from, but <laughs> this one, out of out of everything, he made Seth look like a million dollars. Oh, yeah, and he, he sells was, the stomps so He was good. selling he everything. Punches. Yeah. There were things where normally he would give, like, a little head flinch and, like, oh, I'm not really doing... There were things that he was doing that I was I don't recall seeing Lesnar ever doing selling-wise to making it be- make me believe that Seth was actually affecting this monster yeah yeah like he was wearing him down and i I thought the the german suplexes into the seth flipping out of him landing on his feet to kick it off really set the pace of like oh oh well (laughs) suplex city's on hold right now oh well he's gonna go for it again oh well he didn't get that i was like oh shit so when he finally hit that i think it was the the third attempt at a german he finally hit that and it was like that's the Lesnar that we know. And it was kind of like that, oh, he's getting that advantage. But yeah. it was exciting to see. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to give you a German 32 times in the first 23 seconds of the right. match. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought that that was a nice touch yeah. to show that, like, I'm prepared for this. And um, you're going to have to try harder than just suplexes to get me. I think the last time I saw Lesnar sell this well was against CM Punk. Not to say, because I just watched, I just rewatched that match okay. when they fought. And CM Punk got in a lot of offense, and it wasn't um, it wasn't like Lesnar was just kind of flicking him off like he does everybody, and then now I take control and match over. Yeah, there right. was actually like some shine spots. There was some, like parts of the match that were getting some heat, um, and yeah, that's the last time I feel like I've seen Brock Lesnar sell where it wasn't cartoony like when you know Roman gives him the Superman punch. Yeah, or you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it was it was believable, and it was with all people CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with Seth Rollins. Uh, great match. Uh, definitely go see SummerSlam if you didn't, because um, it was a good show. It had a steady flow from opening to, to ending. I felt like SummerSlam was just, it was continuously moving It was in a positive pace. It, yeah, I mean, by no means it was, it was, it a, was it a bad show. I mean, like I said, for, it, for the main card running three and a half hours, for it being quick, uh, to me, that's a plus right there. Definitely. And, in, in the, 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 you don't need to have four or five hour long um, events where it might be boring or the fans get restless. If you can knock it down in three and a half hours and just have it be a smooth pace, you know, that's 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 a win in my book. All right. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into raw because we're almost at the hour mark. Ooh, oh, wow. And yeah. we haven't even talked about the, the post SummerSlam Raw and SmackDown. I was not into this Raw or SmackDown this week. I know a lot of people were, um, but I feel like maybe I've, I've just been watching too much wrestling, uh, too much New Japan. Uh, that I, will definitely kill it. I thought this show was kind of boring. I mean, yeah, come Monday. I mean, I was pretty burned out as well. Um, we we, ha- we had endured a lot of wrestling this past weekend. And, I mean, for me, the, the past two weeks as well, it was definitely wrestling overload. Yeah. I, 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 th- I felt... Past the overload, 
I felt like it was just a stale, nothing was happening, fill time. But Good matches. On the, yeah, exactly. On yes. the other hand, the matches were quality. Like, I got to have some fun watching the wrestling, but when they would go to someone grabbing a mic or backstage, I'm going, you you didn't say anything. You didn't yeah. do anything. And I think that's that was my problem the whole show because it didn't really progress anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I I the thing I the things that I did like about it, I like that Joe came out and he was playing up the babyface role. Yeah. He he kind of he swerved all of us because I was like, oh wow, Joe's a Joe's a uh, a babyface now, and um he's him and they put a match with him and Sami Zayn, and I was like, oh now he's a full on babyface because he's, but then he he cuts the promo after the match and uh, just lets everyone know like. I'll forgive Roman, but I'm not forgiving any of you. <laughs> it's um, perfect. And yeah, so not a baby face, still a heel. Um, and I, if he could be a tweener, cool. Uh, but I like the fact that he just goes out there and kicks ass. Like yeah. that's 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 the Joe that I want. If 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 because he on the him on the mic, he's one of the best in the company when it comes to promo skills. All he needs to do now is just back up his words. And if he could start doing that and. Little by little, he'll start uh, rebranding—not re- rebranding himself, but rather rehabilitating his um, his um, himself. He, he'll be fine, but it's going to be a long, hard road. You know? He's got that Bray Wyatt, yes, where he talks a big game and then the match comes and he loses. Yeah, uh, exactly. Which I hate. I hate. I hate the fact that you know you have someone that can go out there and talk and you know put my ass in the seat, um, but then you have him lose to every every championship match he's lost. Yeah, um, you know. It kind of makes people think like, oh, Joe can t- just—he's just talks and he doesn't do anything. But I like—I like this. Um, and then we got that—we got our match from uh, last week, um, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz, and that was a very quick match, was it not? Uh, it was fairly short. I don't know what the time on it was. It felt like maybe six or seven minutes. It was not very long. Flew by. For sure. Um, Ziggler again ended up. Laying on the ground, <laughs> Monty Pythoning it. Yeah, and uh, is this going to be his thing going forward? Yeah, and what a sad thing! I got it after Goldberg. Yeah, you just took a massive spear. Yes. You're laid out. You're talking shit. But Miz, you just had a battle with Miz for the three hundredth time, and you're going to be laying there, damn near throwing a temper tantrum, Christian style, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and like talking <laughs> shit on the ground. Get the get up. We've seen what you could do. We know what Ziggler can and do. And I love Dolph Ziggler, man. I, I really like Dolph Ziggler, and I want him to be on that level again. Where yeah. You know, when he won that world title, every like, dude, Dolph Ziggler was on top of the world. Yeah. Um, I the, think I think we need to get that Shawn Michaels match. And it, we can go even close, not, not not too far back, um, Survivor Series 2014 when he was um, the sole survivor against oh the Oh, my God, exactly. yeah. I really thought at that time that they were grooming Dolph for bigger and better things at that time. Nope. Literally realized that two weeks later, it was all for nothing. It's like they build him up to be a, a believable main event star. Because as a baby face, he, he can sell his ass off. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, go on. I'm sorry. But no, it's like they build him up to make him a, a main event star to never do anything with him, even, exactly. even when they give it to him. So it's like, hey, we believe him, we believe him, we know what he yeah. can do. But like, give him the run that he deserves, that he needs. I can't see if they continue on with the storyline, laying out in the ring, grabbing the microphone, making everyone hate him after he gets his ass kicked and all this stuff, keeping that heel heat going. I cannot figure out any payoff 
that would make any of this make sense. Even if he gets a victory at the end of it all, say if he goes on a massive losing streak and he yeah. just complains, and that's what we get used to, Ziggler laying in the ring crying and complaining. Yeah. What's the payoff that makes any of this worth watching? That's that's such a good to, point. To me, it, the, the more that he does that, the more it's of go away. He like I don't want to see Dolph anymore. True. I don't yeah. like I. I'm. It's already it's already two days into him throwing these tantrums, and I'm already over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like they don't know what to do with this guy. You know, at one point, um, they had him uh, going against Kofi for the WWE title. I couldn't take Dolph seriously as a main event contender. He has the talent to be a main eventer, just not. They just did not build him up to be at that level, so yeah. I never took him serious. Well, because they needed to scramble because Kevin Owens is like, I'm not going to fucking Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's that's on WWE right there for not building up the talent to be at a level where they should be. Yeah, that's what happens when you circle around three three or four people, yeah. and then you need someone else. And like, oh, we don't. We've been shitting on these guys. Yeah. <laughs> they've been chasing the 24-7 title or they, <laughs> they've been booked into shitty gimmicks. Like, we don't have anybody else. And the WWE title should be your, your top title it's in not. the company, but it's not. It's, 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 it's on SmackDown. SmackDown, in Vince's eyes, will always be the B-show. It's the big gold belt. It's, it's, a, it's a world title, but it doesn't mean shit because the main title is the universal title. Right. It's and that title is a piece of shit it, too. It, whatever belt on Raw is gonna be the um is gonna be the main is gonna be the main focus. I mean back in the day, um in the beginning, the big gold belt was the main focus because it was the 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 belt on Raw. And the WWE title was the secondary belt. Even though you can make the argument and say that in the beginning when um with the, with the brand split, the WWE title was the main belt because SmackDown was just so good back in the day. That's yeah. true. And then you look at it now and I'm like I mean, you can even make the argument like a couple of years ago when they first did the brand split, the WWE, the WWE Championship was a main belt, and you had great talent in the beginning with AJ, um, with um, Joe, D- Joe, Dean Ambrose, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh yeah. But then it quickly faded away. They're getting too over, damn it. Cool them down. But, <laughs> oh man. Uh, were we talking? Uh, were we talking about the two out of three fall stipulation a few minutes ago and how much they overuse it? Yeah, we got it again on Raw here. Um, Jesus Christ, dude! See, but this one was different, I guess. If we if we want to look for a silver lining, two out of three falls match: Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrade gets a clean two to zero victory over Rey Mysterio. Where now de- Rey Mysterio is depressed and he's thinking about his family. He's like, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this because he's met he's met his match in Andrade. Yeah. And then they it's impossible for them to go out and have a bad match either. So like um Rey Mysterio's got some thinking to do because Andrade is superior in all forms you, right you're, now. You're right about the fact that they can't have a bad match, but at the rate they're going, it makes me not want to see these two wrestle again. They just keep they keep relying on these two too much every week, and where it should be special, it should be a special attraction. Especially it's Rey Mysterio. I get that. Yes. Um, but and especially with how well they work together, you would want to save that in your back pocket and not blow it every week. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like they've blown this at at maybe Rey Mysterio's expense, mm-hmm. um, but it's getting Andrade over and it's it's establishing him as a dominant force in WWE. True. Especially like he's gonna he's he's ma- he's basically trying to run Rey Mysterio out of the business. Yeah, um, and you know kayfabe, uh, but we'll see. You know I'm I want to know who's next for Andrade. 
are we are they going to take him seriously finally or is he done is he going to go wrestle the lucha house party now <laughs> yeah or for fucking, the next six months you yeah. know it's 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 who knows because they don't really right. don't invest that hard in andrade and they should um he, he's a top level star for yeah. sure absolutely. absolutely yeah without a doubt they could send him to the moon and uh it's it's hard to believe that they'll actually bite down on him right with how they're using him this way but he's a big dude he can move like he's got skill in every single aspect of this business they just need to do something and he's got Zelina with him so he doesn't need to talk if that if that's his weak point is talking let Zelina Vega talk yeah absolutely um what else happened on Raw um Cedric and Drew McIntyre I had another match I forget that this is a feud (laughs) Like because they, it, it's I don't so even remember that being on my TV. <laughs> right, I'm looking at it right now. I was like, wait, when did this happen? I don't, I don't recall that at all. Um, this is going back to when Drew McIntyre dressed up as the custodian. Okay. Um, and like, I don't, I just don't like the fact that like they don't. I feel like they don't have anything for either of these guys, so they're just like, um, oh yeah, remember that thing? Yeah. They're so mad. They're so mad about that, and. They get me to want to care about this. These are the things in Raw where I'm just like, oh, it's kind of boring because, like, this uh, this is a perfect example. Um, two great wrestlers. However, McIntyre has been, a, like, a stooge for Shane McMahon lately. Yes. Who, who, he came in on top of the world. He was the hottest guy to come from NXT um, that they got back from the indies. Mm-hmm. And l- what they're doing with him now, I feel like he's just putty patrol for Shane McMahon at yeah. this point. Um, I'm... He gets the win over over Cedric, but of course he is because look how gigantic he is. <laughs> um, they're definitely missing out on him. Yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, remember No Way Jose and Robert Roode? Oh, I think I blinked and it was over. They had a match um, on on Raw. I don't remember that one either. Did they put those two matches back to back? Did Did yeah. I go find a bathroom break I, real I think quick this or was, something? This was the perfect time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, they really. I mean, they try to do something with with Bobby Roode by cutting off his mustache and making him go by Robert Roode. Uh, but they really, I mean, if they're not chasing the 24-7 title, they're not doing anything on Raw. Yeah. No. Uh, this was a we- another weird moment where I was like, what what, what am I watching? Like, this is this is, this is does nothing. Are we, are we going to get a Robert Roode versus No Way Jose feud? And nope. You talk about someone who, who has been lost in the shuffle ever since he came to the main roster. Uh, Bobby no Roode. way or Bobby Roode? They, I mean, well, they I mean yes, yes. I mean, to Bobby, both. I mean, you could say you could make the argument and say both because no way Jose was semi over in NXT, but that the was entrance a, was over. The entrance was over, but that was a gimmick where you knew that was only going to last so long on the main. I mean, on on um in, on NXT. Look at Adam Rose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly, Adam yeah. Rose two point perfect um, example. And at least Bobby Roode had you know the t- tag title. They didn't care about it. Um, to book it in anything meaningful, but they, he was a tag champion. Um, but poor guys, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to say about lost. this because lost it, on both of them. Literally, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Let's just get into the fucking highlight. Let's of Raw. get into the highlight of Raw. The boss is back. Before we do though, um, Natalia did <laughs> no. Natalia had a promo. She came out and she was trying to be sympathetic to the crowd. She was talking about her dad, and as soon as she started talking about her dad. Sasha comes out and interrupts her. And no one expected Sasha to come back, right? Corey Graves was gold. He was. I I did not predict Sasha coming back at all. No. Corey Graves, I I felt like Corey Graves was Vince McMahon's, like, 
inner workings of his brain <laughs> and Vince wrote all of his thoughts on Sasha on paper like go back to your Instagram posting cryptic messages oh that was so good you're, like, was you're good. saying that on live TV like <laughs> yeah. he was blasting her especially because we didn't know what was going to happen and I was like damn he's really talking shit to her right now yeah um, and she comes out and hugs Natalia says like you know he's here with you right now and you know he's looking down at you right now and then just slaps the shit out of her uh, takes off her wig, which I—I I mean, I was, her hair looks weird. It looked really funky. I felt <laughs> yeah. like it was a fake version of Sasha, like it was like fake Nash and Hall back in the day, yeah. <laughs> like a, like the fake Diesel. Like it was a fake Sasha coming out. It looked funky. I thought the same thing. I was like, "Wow, is this like a, a fake, a fake Sasha?" Um, she has blue hair now, so that's cool. Um, but she lays waste to Natalia. Um, and then Becky comes out and she fucks up Becky too. Lays her out. Um, and this is this is exactly what the women needed. They needed Sasha Banks back. They needed someone with the star power. Yes. The caliber of a Sasha Banks or a Becky Lynch. And we're gonna get them going head to head now. Um, which for me, I posted this on the Instagram. When I think of the boss versus the man, I only think it's a big boss man. There you go. <laughs> yes. That's yes. all I can think of. <laughs> Um, so the big boss man is on, uh, but this was great. Would you, what else you guys have any other thoughts? You know, on and then, and, uh, they needed someone big with, they needed someone big. Sasha came back at the right time. Um, Hill Sasha to me has always been money. I, I thought for the past couple of years with Sasha being a baby face, she floundered, especially with, um, with, 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 um, with what they're doing with, um, with Bailey before they became the tag team champions. We didn't know whether or not if uh, they were going to f- compete with each other or if they were going to team up. It just seemed like... Because oh, yeah, it went to anger management. Yes. And yeah. yeah. This that, is what we've been kind of been waiting for. You're right. Um, I'm it, saying right now, if they do not keep Sasha and Bailey away from each other for a solid amount of time and allow Sasha to go do something. Go do single stuff. Yeah. Go Becky. Go fight. Whoever else is on the roster... Keep them away from each other. So when we get that moment, Oof. it would be We're, good. You're mi- gonna want Bailey to beat the, the shit. The, out the of minor thing would I, I will it. say about that though is they could have done this without Becky coming down to the ring to help out. They should have just had Sasha just destroy Natalia and have her walk out and keep Becky and Sasha as far away from each other as possible. To me, that's the one small thing I have about I, it. I can totally see that. My only thought behind that was one letting the crowd re-know that Sasha's in the main event yeah. picture for, like, upper echelon of the women's She's championship. She's just not here to fight with Dana Brooke. And, and I don't think that Natalia would garner enough sympathy from the crowd and the viewers that if Sasha laid into her for three minutes, beating the shit out of her with the chair, she already had a messed up elbow and everything that was going on. I don't know if we've watched Natalia get her ass kicked way too many times. Yes. That if Sasha went out and destroyed her, we'd be like, we expected that. Yeah, but then the champ comes down, then she gets her ass kicked. It almost made it a little bit more believable. I don't know who else other than throwing the champ in there that would get that type of reaction, but it was the the shock factor. Now Sasha has to go after Becky like and just let that run to mania would be great. Oh, that's the thing is like oh they're going to blow it off next week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I wanted to keep like I mean I, I wanted to keep Becky and Sasha as far away from each other as possible, slowly build Becky up. That way eventually she's ready to take on um that way Sasha's ready to take on Becky. Yeah. But I mean either way um the way they delivered it it worked, and Sasha is now back in the main event picture, like you said. I thought it fit. Now I'm waiting for the Queen of the Ring uh, announcement. That'd be great. 
Oh yeah, oh, we didn't even talk about we that. We didn't even Holy talk. Yeah, we, you, we mentioned a little bit about the King of the Ring. Um, it turns out that um, WWE is going to have a um, King of the Ring tournament. They're bringing it back. It's been the first time since, uh, really, since 2014, I believe. Uh, Wade Barrett was, I think, the Wade last. Wade Barrett was. Was he the, really? He was the last yes, one, yeah. He was the last King of the Ring winner. Barrett. So. Oh, I'm going to bring up the thing. Yeah, right but let's see who we have so far in the tournament. Um, but I just find it funny that the, they announced the King of the Ring right after the G1 had ended. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the timing of it was just too convenient. Well, it worked for them. Let's try it over here. But you know what, though? I mean, they realized how successful the G1 was because I'm sure they got they got tired of people talking about it. And they figured, well, you know what? If this tournament style can work in different promotions, why not bring back the King of the Ring? Then let's show the fans what we can do. Yeah. I love the King of the Ring. Um, and I thought Kevin Owens on SmackDown did a really good job at putting the King of the Ring tournament over as far as, like, previous winners and how much the tournament meant to him as a kid. Yes. Um, even even Xavier Woods, who's not in the tournament, yeah. is is uh, is talking about how, how much he loved the King of the Ring. He wanted to be in it since he got signed. That yeah. was his dream, and he's not in it. I thought that was a nice touch. You know, in the montage for showing all the King of the Ring winners, you know who I you know what I noticed? They didn't show Mabel. Oh, Big Daddy V? They didn't show Big Daddy. They didn't show King Mabel. He has, he, yeah. Maybe we'll fix that in editing. Yeah, they'll, they'll, <laughs> probably, they'll probably show it next week. But, I mean, you look at the King of the Ring and you look at uh, the stars that were created or that were helped elevated by winning the King of the Ring. I mean, obviously, the the, the biggest example would be Brock Lesnar because he went on to uh, defeat The Rock and become Undisputed Champion. You got I was going to say Stone Cold. Stone Cold yeah. as well. Stone Cold. Stone Cold's another one as well. What I need you to do is get that piece of crap out of my ring. <laughs> you go around, you thump your Bible and say your prayers, and it didn't get you anywhere. <laughs> talk about your Psalms. Talk about your John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. <laughs> Man, Five stars. We had a cameo by Stone Cold again? <laughs> Stone Cold in the building, everybody. Oh, man. That was, uh, I mean, I know he, I know he lives in L.A., but man, he just, he likes being here on the podcast. I make my little trip down from Los Angeles down to the Put Me Over Ranch, and you all put me on a good show. <laughs> Dude, thank you for coming by, Stone Cold. It's a pleasure to meet you, Sean. Oh, it was I've great seen you. you. I've seen you down the road doing this and that, working on reckless eating, putting in the hours, we doing fan. the work. Uh, I see you in your own vlog channel. Uh, <laughs> you, what many episodes you had now? About 217. Yeah, I actually right on the money. 217. <laughs> 217. On to 217 more from your... F- from your friend Stone Cold Steve Austin, make sure you go out. You go out and watch his show. He's puts on a hell of a show. Make sure you go watch. Uh, what's the name <laughs> of my show coming on? Uh, straight, straight up Steve Austin. Straight up Steve, Steve Austin. Austin live after Raw. Rob Riggle was on the show. We actually had a really great turnout. Thank you, everyone, for sending your DVRs, drinking your Stone Cold IPA. Uh, it's just really good to be. Thank you guys for letting me come on the podcast. Give you a little. 411 on the 316. See y'all down the road. <laughs> and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin. What a legend. What an legend. absolute legend. He grace, he's, he's graced us with his presence. I Wow. You know what? Well, if you want to talk King of the Rings, you got to talk about one of the best. Yeah. And that's Stone Cold I think Steve I did cite him a little bit when I said uh, Brock. Yeah, you forget about the one that made King of the Ring. Um, I've memorized that promo. Um, I'm glad that Stone Cold who, was who able to. Who hasn't memorized that promo? Yeah. What do you say? Get him... 
he said something about getting a bottle of Thunderbird and send him on his way or something yes. like that. Because <laughs> they were at that time they were playing up uh, Jake's alcoholism. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've you've had amazing King of the Ring winners, Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, um, Bret Hart, the only two time King of the Ring winner, Owen Hart. Um, you you might Harley also have Race. Some, Harley Race was the Kurt first, Angle, very first Macho one. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Macho sure. Man. I mean, you might have some, you also have some duds as well. Unfortunately, you had King Mabel, King Booker, <laughs> King Booker, oh, dude, King Booker. He, he got you himself. Know, that was great. He was he able to it. reinvent himself. He as reinvented King himself as King Booker. So I, I mean, I'm I'm not too um, harsh on on King Booker, um, but yeah, Mabel to me. I mean, Ken Shamrock was another King of the Ring winner that's Ooh, often forgotten. Wow. He actually I did a really forgot. good job um, because after that he started going for the IC title against The Rock and oh, things like that. He did. Um, Billy Sheamus, Billy Gunn. Oh, that was Rockabilly. That wasn't Billy Gunn, right? No, that was Billy Gunn. The one Billy Gunn. The one. Oh yeah, I mean it was the one. I knew it was one of those weird gimmicks. Um, yeah, you had a Edge. I'm surprised Shawn Michaels was never a King of the Ring. Yeah, he never needed it. That's true. I felt I felt that he he never needed it. Um, you know, Brett won it twice. I mean, I he 93 was justified. I think that was a way to appease him after losing the WWE title to Yokozuna. So yeah. that, so I, that's understandable. Um, a lot, I'm sure a lot of you guys know this, but originally the original winner of the '96 King of the Ring was supposed to be Triple H. Oh, and then he uh, he did the curtain call. The curtain call screwed him over. Ah, and that's how Austin um, won the King of the Ring instead. Sucks to be you. But you know what though? <laughs> I I think um, had the curtain call not happened, Stone Cold would have still won the King of the Ring, but maybe not in, not in '96, but maybe in '97 instead they would have switched. Either way, Stone Cold was destined for greatness. And Absolutely. so was Triple H. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Because Triple H ended up winning the King of the Ring the following year. Correct. Um, I'm not smart. I have Wikipedia. There you so. go. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's it's a lot of stuff to remember. And at, at, as we're getting older, you tend to forget uh tend to forget a lot of things more than what you uh tend to remember. Yeah. But anyways, let's talk about the King of the Ring and who's going to be in it. So we have, uh, I'm assuming we have 16 participants, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I can't, can't count see. that fast. But uh, one, eight. I lost it. Yeah, it is. 16? 16, yeah. Okay, so we have 16. And um, just uh, real quick, I'll go ahead and, and uh, name off um, the participants from, um, from for Raw. Uh, Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander, uh, Cesaro, Drew McIntyre. The Miz, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe. And then you got on the SmackDown side, you got Ali, Andrade, Apollo, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Elias, Kevin Owens, and Shelton Benjamin. Chad fucking Gable? Look at him. <laughs> I'm glad that he's actually involved with um, with something. I, it's shocking to see his name up yes. there because what the hell has he been doing over the past couple months? Like, not much at all. He lost um, Jason Jordan. Okay. So then that was there was the end of the American Alpha. Yeah. He gets to Bobby Roode. That they ends. break that team up. So now he had like a glorious gimmick going on. What what is he now? Hopefully King of the Ring. Could yeah, you imagine? Oh, that would, Could you imagine? Huge. That would, that would be, be so huge. That would be huge. You want to send a kid to the 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 stars? There you go. There's your opportunity. Um just looking at this list, um, I I would love Cesaro to win it. Yes. Um Elias, I would, give me King Elias. Uh, that I'd, would be, I'd be in. the king of rock and roll. Yeah, there you go. Take <laughs> that, um, Elvis. Looking at how Kevin Owens has been portrayed lately, especially as a he, as a face, I could see him winning. But I also, also 
I, I take that back. I can't see him winning this because the Shane factor. Some, he's yeah. going to scream yes. somehow to, to proceed that feud. Um, Ricochet is also another one that I could see doing well. I don't see him winning. I would love Cesaro to win this because he doesn't really have a feud. Unless Aleister Black's going to take it away from him. If Aleister Black was on this list, I would say Black all day. Right. You know? I'd I mean, put it all on Black. No, I like so what you did right there. I like, I like what you did right second, there. But I got it. <laughs> I like what you did right there. Looking at uh, the participants, to me, the one who would stick, who sticks out the most, is going to win, and that has his name written all over it. To me, is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre would be a good one. To me, I think, I think this I tournament has been set up for him to win it. Um, now, whoever wins it, are they going to get a title shot? Because that that none of that's been discussed yet. That hasn't been discussed no. yet. Um, that's a good because that back in the day that that's why you won the King of the right. Ring. Right, you tend to get a title shot. What are the odds that Vince McMahon hates the audience so much that we get King Baron Corbin? Oh, God. You know, I was thinking about that, but then I suppressed that thought until you brought it out. I, I, I'm sorry I put that evil in the universe. I but think oh I would God. have to stop watching for a while. I would have to just turn it off and walk away. What better way to get him out of the waiter's outfit than put him in a king outfit? A king waiter. King Baron. King Waiter. I like King Waiter, yeah. King Waiter. King Waiter. And then, uh, yeah, he'll only get stuck to serving on table for three. Yeah, he could he could be working at the Burger He could be the Burger King. The Burger yeah. King oh. Waiter. He could be the Burger King Waiter. <laughs> or just the Burger King. Or that, just that, fire him. I mean, send him to MLW. Sorry, was I being too real there? <laughs> Shit. Uh, but those are going to be the entrants. Uh, we're going to get our first round next week. This should all go take us straight into class champions. Yeah, that's where the finale is going to be. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, Raw, we Braun Strowman came back. Who cares? Nope. Did anyone else care that Braun Strowman came Braun back? Braun came back and destroyed uh, destroyed the club. Um, where is this going to lead to? A six-man tag match. Woo! Um, I don't know. Is that uh, next I week? I hope that they don't just put Rollins and him back into a program. Yeah, for no, no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, let's get into SmackDown because we have to talk about that. Um, honestly, not a whole lot here that happened. I, I do want to mention in the in the beginning when, when Shane came out and he, I had a feeling this was going to happen where um, he kind of was going to uh, talk about the um, the ending tour towards his match, saying how Kevin Owens didn't actually technically he didn't he didn't cleanly win. I mean, it wasn't awful, but it, it had the same problems that Raw had where. Where are we going? What what are we doing now? You know what I mean? Um, that opening segment with Shane and Kevin Owens went 13 minutes. 13 minutes. 13 I, minutes. I, I hit pause on the screen to go walk away and go do what I was going to do. 13 minutes. And I was like, it felt like 13 minutes. <laughs> like, yes. it took forever. And I feel like we have done this over and over and over again where you just open it up and the first quarter of your show is spent on setting up whatever is the sport like get to it yeah you could have cut that down five minutes kevin owens goes out there puts over the shit he needs to get then shane comes out have your interactions whatever the hell the the fallout's gonna be did not need to go 13 when you're only running hour 22 without commercials or something like that right yeah and i mean yeah i'm surprised this didn't have a commercial in between (laughs) this promo yeah um finds kevin owens a hundred thousand dollars which I mean, I like that they that they. It's a crazy amount of money, but it's a it's a crazy amount of money to show that like uh, 
Because Kevin Owens even said, he's like, you might have that kind of money. Yeah. But me, the blue collar man that's here for the people. Yeah. Uh, I don't have that kind of that's money. That's a down payment on a house, he said. Yeah. Um, so I, I like I like that part of aside it. From the, aside from the bullshit reason why he got fined. Uh, yeah, especially because because he hit Elias, who um, going on. So I mean, I guess it's gonna forward that thing. But really, the main thing that happened on SmackDown was the emergence of Buddy Murphy. Yes, um, he challenged Roman Reigns to a match, and he got it. And Roman Reigns did such a good job at um, putting Buddy Murphy on the map. On he yeah, he really made him look like a star. Which I'm gonna have to say is is Murphy's biggest match that he's had to date. Like, like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. To, to step into the ring with the big dog. Now you're on SmackDown and you got the a big stage. He made him look amazing. And and vice versa. Uh, Buddy can sell. He can work. He can do everything. Reigns and him went out there and did some exciting shit that without having too much of a buildup, I feel like they didn't need to, but then they went out and did, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, and um, the fact that Buddy Murphy got in a lot of offense in this match where I was to the point where I was like, oh, shit, Buddy Murphy might win this match. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's perfect for a guy like this that's on the come up. He's SmackDown's biggest kept secret. Mm-hmm. And um, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed this match, even to the point where Buddy Murphy sold the spear by doing a backflip. Backflip. Uh, it's just the best spear Reigns has ever given. That and the one where he hit uh, the big show where he just like, Dove, yes, running down the ramp. Yeah. Uh, this one was right up there with that spear. Um, I thought this was a great match. What do you think, Dick? It was it was a good match. I mean, it's a great um, way to showcase Buddy Murphy to the main to to the main um, audience. Yeah. Um, Storyline wise, it didn't make it, you know it is what it is. But no, it, it it's with the uh, the whole who's trying to kill Roman thing. Yeah, like <laughs> which I, is awful. Which is in awful. the first place. We all know it's Rikishi. <laughs> I hope it for so. the rock. He did it for the it, rock. It, it's gotta yeah. be. It's gotta be for him. Um, um, but I mean, it was a, it was a great match um, between those two. Uh, like I said, it showed what Buddy Murphy can do, and it introduced him to a newer audience in, in the right way as well. Yes. And it wasn't a quick match. It was a, it was actually a very good match. I mean, it went about a good about a good ten plus minutes. Or so right, yeah, about ten it had to have been. Yeah, so they, they gave him a good. They of time. gave him time, and um, when he's given time, uh, Buddy Murphy can go. You know he he can go with a lot of with, with a lot of talent. So yeah. a great, great way to uh, present Buddy Murphy. Um, I didn't I I didn't even realize that Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens had a match. Did that, you guys watch that? That I, was a quick match. Yeah, Joe went over. Joe Joe won. Joe yeah. won. I'm cl- trying to remember. Joe won with the with the coquita clutch. I think right. Yeah, I think quickly. Was it, or it was something. quick. It wasn't even. It was not very. It was uh, it was just a. It was pretty much a whatever match. Um, basically, it, uh, they used um, they used money they used the the, um, the match on Raw between Joe and Sammy to lead up to uh, Joe and uh, KO. They still find a way to keep those two together. They oh, yeah. t- they cannot <laughs> help themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be honest. I fast forwarded the main event just to see what was gonna happen before they went off the air. Um, a, a nothing match that I guess it's no like reason. a pseudo rematch: the New Day versus the Revival and Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, so, which I should have just been Woods and E. I was fine with Woods and E main event revival tag belts, and then, of course, Kofi and Orton <laughs> have to get involved, and then it just becomes more than than that. Should just gave the the crowd a Kofi Orton rematch in a dark match after the show. Yeah. 
or something. That that would have been fine. Yeah, um, I don't think they needed to be added to this match. No, they don't. Um, it took it took away from the tag belts. It absolutely did, and it took away from me being invested because I was like, okay, well, and I mean, and and then this match doesn't mean anything now. And yeah. to tell you the truth, I mean, they could have they could have ended um, SmackDown with Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns. I mean, which they should have. That should have been that, that, that should have been the main event. Or that way, like, if you really are serious about the who who ran a Roman Reigns angle. Um, what bet? I mean, you can end it there, and then, you know, have it slowly built up. I mean, we all know who. I mean, we all know who the culprit is. It's just all, they're, they're probably just stalling until at least Clash of Champions. Well, because Rikishi got to get cleared, probably. Absolutely. Um, so. he's taking his drug test right now, and he's <laughs> signing the. Uh, he's he's, he's yeah, getting his physical done yeah. right now as we speak. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's gonna be Daniel Bryan, right? Uh, absolutely, it would have to be. Um, he said that he has, he knows who it's going to be, and he's going to reveal it next week. Um, next week. So the old Carney move, like make sure you turn in next week. Yeah. Um, and Sorry, but everyone tuned out <laughs> even before he said that. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I'm that kind of keeps me intrigued and makes me want to watch SmackDown, even though I kind of have to watch SmackDown. Yeah. Um, but I hope that they just kind of. Okay, we got that show of the way, but now we're going back to the States. We, maybe they were thinking we don't want to give the Toronto crowd this stuff because. There might might shit all over these ideas that we have, so let's just could get, be. Let's just get out of Canada, and then we'll get back to a real show back in the states. I don't know. Yeah. Um, usually, Raw and SmackDown after these shows are exciting. Where Where are they going this week? Anyone have an idea? No idea. Where Raw's going? I be have no idea. Because could you imagine putting the King of the Ring in just a dead city? Corpus Christi. No, yeah, like no reactions whatsoever. Like, ter- at least ter- Toronto was hot. Toronto had trouble chanting together, <laughs> but they were at least making noise. It's that together. white people rhythm. They it, got a problem. It with was that. awful. <laughs> like they just could not do anything in unison. But they were at least making noise and were involved. Yeah, which, right. Which changed all the shows potentially. Like they hold the King of the Ring, and no one gives a fuck. Cause, yeah, because it's like L.A. and we're just gonna sit on our hands and, <laughs> and like, watch the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, we'll see going forward what what is going to happen. I'm excited for the King of the Ring. Um, I'm excited if, for Sasha Banks. If you wanted to give me an excuse to tune in next week, the King of the Ring was the way to do it. I'm like, next week, I'm there. Count exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Yes, uh, we went a little long, which was it's totally fine. You know what? Sorry, um, guys, oh, but then we, we had a lot to cover this and week. Then I'm not this week, gentlemen. We extra long, and you know, we I wanted to make sure we did it big for our guest, Sean Brotherton. Well, thank you. Um, you got anything to plug? Anything you're doing? Anything you know, you're just doing? just the the YouTube channel. Uh, for those of you that have not yet subscribed, check out my YouTube channel and do a vlog. YouTube.com/slash Sean Brotherton. Uh, gonna be taking the vlog to Europe for the very first time. Ooh, we're oh, going international. international. Yes, yes. Uh, going for that intercontinental I, title. I sure am. Yeah. So, gonna be doing uh, some vlogs from Spain. That's coming up. That should be pretty exciting. That's, Dude, that's, that's probably awesome. like my biggest thing to plug right now. And right. I don't, I don't need to follow up with that. I have no other plans. It's just that's I'm three weeks out as of this moment from leaving, and I'm. Already overwhelmed and nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you got the passport all ready to go and the all that passport, stuff. yeah, yep. all, all that's taken care of. Flights are booked and places to stay, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a journey. I'm so, excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited so for you. I'm You're gonna have a lot of fun. I'm gonna be sharing it with the world. So uh, yeah, YouTube.com/slash Sean Brotherton. Um, make sure to click that subscribe button because that's apparently still a thing that people should do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Looking forward to it, man. You you can find me on on there sometimes. Yes, uh, Sean does a really great job at, with the whole thing. 
Also, next week, you can catch us at Bar Wrestling. Yes, we are uh, going to be there. We're going to be at the Globe Theater in Los Angeles for Bar Wrestling. Mm, bootleg Theater. Oh, Bootleg Theater. Bootleg Theater. Ooh, the Bootleg Globe. Uh, uh, Globes, Globes were PWG runs, yes, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, so we're going to be Bar Wrestling, Bootleg Theater um, next week. Come, come be, say hi. And then you'll be two weeks out. Yes, and then I'll be, oh, God, and then I would be even more of a disaster. Uh, um, it'll be my birthday, so. Uh, Gonna go celebrate that. the big birthday. Celebration. Let's do it. Uh, Dick, you got anything? No, I mean. Uh, Follow I, Dick NSFW on the Instagram. That Instagram, Twitter. Um, Born to Botch. Born to Botch. Uh, you know, that's pretty much it for me. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow us at Pull Me Over on everything. Uh, we are uh, going to be back next week with a whole new show, whole new attitude. Uh, maybe we'll be TV 14. Ooh. I don't know, but definitely we are the new, 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 new world order of professional podcasting. And we will see you next week.